Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Don't even think about it. I'm reading Psalm 23, which says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my anoint my My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You're wondering what is the connection between the title of today's message and the text, right? Let me help you out. When you know that something is totally, absolutely, undeniably true, it's best to warn the detractor or the challenger, don't waste your time. You don't have enough time to refute that statement. Get it? So here's what led me to revisit this time-honored psalm. There's a claim in the Bible, from cover to cover, that God does not separate from his child. The familiar lyric goes like this, He will never leave you nor forsake you. That can be interpreted in any way, but regardless of the interpretation of reasoning that you adopt, this is a statement that will never, What does that really mean, though? Where is God when modern-day believers in some closed societies are harassed or persecuted for their faith? Their lives are made miserable by the haters, sometimes ending in death. Is God with them? Or maybe he walked away for individuals to go through the Or think about this one. A child of God is on board an aircraft 32,000 feet in the air when suddenly the plane develops engine problems and within minutes falls from the sky, killing all the passengers on board, including the man of God who was praying for safe arrival to their destination. Certainly one can make the case that God walked away, that God abandoned him before the plane plunged. Well, let us entertain some arguments. How do you know that God is with you? Well, let's agree that God is everywhere present. He is omnipresent. This God, who is everywhere, does not change. And so him being everywhere means that he is everywhere at all times. It might sound strange to you, but you read in Psalm 46 verse 1 that it says that God is an ever-present help in times of trouble. This means that when you are in need of help, you are not subject to a long waiting period because he is that ever-present help in your time of trouble. How else do you know that God is with you? Well, let us go back to the sound that we started off with. There is no doubt that the shepherd, and in this case God, is with the sheep, leading, restoring, feeding, guiding, and all those wonderful things. Then we come to the dreadful, horrific valley of the shadow of death. This description does not need explanation. This is a treacherous, dangerous part of the journey for the sheep. The sheep is in the most severe form of danger, life-threatening danger. That is the time that the sheep needs the ever-present shepherd. That would be God. Maybe it is dark. 
like some devastating experiences that we face. Maybe this experience has a high degree of certainty that not many people make it out alive, like when some people are attacked by some deadly diseases that we hear of. The sheep realizes that this is danger, and in a moment he might not see, but he realizes that the shepherd is there. How does he know that? Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He might not be able to see, but he knows and feels that God is there. Wow. In the darkest moments of your life, when you feel all alone, God is with you and not in a passive way. He comforts you and he does not do so virtually. Just allow me to make reference to a real test of this argument that God is, the belief, is with the believer all the time. This story happened around 560 BC when the Babylonian world power, led by the self-absorbed King Nebuchadnezzar, had made a golden statue and demanded, no, commanded the whole empire to bow down to the statue when the orchestra struck a note. He had some Jewish captives in his royal staff, and the king heard that three of them defied his orders. Everyone knows that this results in death. But the king liked these guys, and so he decided to give them a chance at a do-over. The fellows warned him not to waste his royal time because it wasn't going to happen. But the enraged king went ahead, and when the guys did not bow before the statue when the musical signal was given, the king had them thrown in a furnace that had a raging fire. The boys had told him that God would deliver them. Well, how can God deliver them from a fire that is so hot that the men who tied them up and threw the dissident Israelites in, those men died from the heat of the fire? Well, Mr. All-Powerful King, he looked up and he saw the strangest sight. Three fellows were thrown in this maximum fire, which means that they should have died on impact. But the king saw them walking around, and they had company. God was there in the fire. I reserve this last argument for the end, because there is something about God that puts any challenge to his present with you to rest. That's his character. God is a God of integrity, rock-solid integrity. God says that he is not a man that he should tell a lie. God says that if he says it, it never changes. This is what God says to his child. I will never, ever, never leave you. I will not abandon or desert you. Elsewhere, he says, please know that I'm with you always to the end of time. God is faithful to every promise he makes and one such promise is what i just said when you strip away all else you can rest assured that god is with you will be with you in your good times and in your dangerous times when you are least thinking about it and when you are deserted by loved ones god is right there with you hear me well right now this moment as this message comes to an end god is with you if you think you can catch God lacking in this statement, don't even think about it.